Hey there, and welcome to a special broadcast podcast supported by the film and TV charity. This episode is going to take an exclusive look at how Wall to Wall's exec producer Melissa Brown and production executive Kirsty Bysouth used the whole picture toolkit on their production of BBC3 series Glow Up in conversation with film and TV charities Valeria Bullough. But first, to kick things off, broadcast commercial director Talia Levine asked our guests to give their insight into the changes and developments they've seen regarding mental health in production. Thank you all for joining us today. So to begin with, it would be great if each of you can give me a bit of an overview as to your background within the industry and what you are currently working on. Thank you, Talia. Thanks for having me. So my name is Valeria Bullo. I'm lead for Mentally Healthy Productions for the film and TV charity. I worked in the independent UK film industry sector for about 16 years. And for the past 18 months, I've been essentially focusing <laughs> all of my energy on the co-designing and co-creation of the whole picture toolkit. Hi, uh, I'm Melissa Brown. I'm an exec producer at Wall to Wall. I've been with Waterwall since 2016. At the moment, I'm executing a couple of shows for them, but I've worked with Valeria and Kirsty on uh, Glow Up, which is where we piloted the toolkit. So I started off a couple of decades ago, mainly uh, Fact Ent and Ent reality series. Got caught up in reality in the uh, in the <laughs> 90s, and then moved on. And at Waterwall, I've done I do all their Fact Ent kind of shows so I've done Child Genius I do Glow Up and I'm doing a new Channel 4 show called Never Mets. Kirsty? Hi I'm Kirsty I'm a production exec at Waterwall. I've been in the industry about 20 years I did a lot, quite a long time at the BBC where I line produced and production managed shows like Strictly Come Dancing, Top Gear and then at Waterwall The Voice and then I've been a prod exec at Waterwall for about six or seven years um, where Mel and I work together on a lot of the fact and content that Water Wall produce including Glow Up. It would be great if you can very quickly run through the changes that you've witnessed in the industry over the last kind of five years or so. I'll come to you again Valeria. I guess for me well what I've brought to this role is very much lived experience. So I worked as a freelancer all the way up the production ladder for many many years I then also worked in-house as a production exec for about six years. And in that time, my experience was very much around bullying and harassment. And I kind of didn't really know how to deal with that or how to talk about that. And when the film and TV charity launched their support line, that was really changing moment, fundamental changing moment for me. And then the second most important reason, and I guess the change in that was, I was one of the respondents in 2019 to the Looking Glass research. I had gone back to freelancing. I had become a mom. I felt very much pushed out of the industry. Again, I sort of found the opportunity to have a voice and talk about some of the issues that I was facing. And so for me, the kind of the positive and the negative have kind of gone hand in hand. I definitely feel we have a long way to go, but I can feel the industry really kind of coming together, wanting to change. The positive and negatives have kind of come hand in hand. I absolutely agree that we couldn't have been having this conversation about mental health, even I would say maybe five years ago, which is shocking. What I've learned and can see over the years, there is still a lot to do for 
senior team members to, especially myself, to unlearn the bad habits in the former stages of my career. You learn to be resilient as a runner and a researcher, like you're the last one in the office printing the scripts, you're the first one in the morning. And it's almost like a badge of honour. As a senior producer, I had a, a really rough ride on a great show with a brilliant team that I'd worked with before and I'd worked with afterwards. This was about 15 years ago. We just got on with it and we thought that was normal. I ended up kind of in hospital at the end of one of my shoots because I just hadn't had a day off and I was exhausted. And looking back, if I was my kind of line producer at the time, I would have been devastated that someone would have ended up in that way. And I think that's why now I'm a bit ashamed that I haven't kind of spoken up before, but now there's other resources and people around. It's almost like, come on, there's a few of us now. We can be heard. So I do feel like we are making good progress and I can see the industry shifting. At the same time, there is a little bit of a shortfall because there's a time where budgets are still being really squeezed and it's really hard to marry up the two is where I kind of am finding where we sit at the moment within the industry. Very interesting. And thank you, obviously, for sharing your your own story as well. And I think the conversation, you know, we, we want people to be able to kind of, you know, put the hand up and say when they are struggling or, or, or need that support. And it doesn't have to get to the point where it's physically impacting us. Kirsty, what are your thoughts? Well, I think for me in production management, you can't have this conversation without talking about COVID. So COVID has had a fundamental and detrimental impact. It has um, extracted the fun out of a lot of TV making. And that makes it really hard when the job was always tough. When all of a sudden you are making writing masses of protocols, having to instruct people to work, to communicate with people with masks on. And although we are edging out of that, the production management field in particular, there are still massive pressures there to navigate that landscape. But on the flip side of that, what I would say is that COVID has actually brought a positive in the way that companies and senior management are seeing that there is a way to work flexibly, a way to work from home, a way to be in the office. And for me, pre-COVID, I was a working mum, working part-time, juggling a big commute, struggling to get into the office on time. And actually, things have changed massively for me because of that. And I think we are able to employ much further afield. We can be flexible. On Glow Up right now, we have a job share because of all of those things where you don't always need to be present. And so I think for me, some of those, not that I want COVID to be the fall, for me, it's it's so impacted my career and, and work over the last two and a half years now. But actually to take that glimmer of positivity from it as well in that what actually people are seeing that people are diligent, do work from home, do get their work done. And the viewpoint has moved from essentially you're skiving. If you're not in the office, you're on a skive. And I think I think that's a really positive step forward from something that has been tremendously negative. My last question to the three of you is what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's been in the industry for you know a long time versus somebody that is just starting out on kind of how to manage their career within the TV space? So I think there's huge, huge power in peer support. That's something that, you know, I certainly relied on massively 
and peer support, there is so much support out there within the industry in small circles. But I find that it's an industry where we have to always appear bulletproof and never vulnerable. And actually, we all have lives and we all have personal things going on. And having the opportunity to actually share some of that and mitigate some of that loneliness, I think, is hugely powerful. Probably Kirsty and Mel will have more production related experience as opposed to sort of a wider kind of industry support that I'm sort of referring to. Well, I think, you know, peer support has come up at our best places to work and our indie summit events, both that has been something that's been highlighted, that have, you know, productions have taken into account and ensured, especially with new staff coming in, ensuring that they have, you know, a buddying up scheme and things like that, which I know are part of obviously the toolkit as well. Kirsty, Melissa, anything to add It just needs to be an open conversation from the very start. In a freelance world, obviously Kirsty and I are staff at All to All, but we have kind of huge big teams joining every three or four months. We need to always remember that you're getting new people and it's a conversation that you can't just have once and then forget about it. It's something that we're responsible for to keep saying to people, make it an open conversation, let everybody know that we're there even though we are working hard, there is so many other things, which is why everyone was, well, with a lot of people that I know was drawn to TV in the first place, is for the fun yeah, and the social side of things. And you need to remember that even though we are sitting in the same room day and night and on our own, you need to reach out and make sure that people remember and that kind of we can recharge those batteries. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's um, reminding people that this isn't just a desk job because of the remote world. Very interesting. Thank you, Melissa. And Kirsty, anything to add? I think Mel's sentiments are, are absolutely spot on. And I think actually tracking back a little bit to my comment in terms of, you know, flexible working, I think that's where we do start to see the benefit of actually bringing people together in terms of whether you are a junior member of staff and you need to be guided. And that junior, you can re-enter that junior category multiple times in your career as you progress and that you need guidance from someone. And that guidance is so much easier to have, you know, face to face. And so I think it is, it's this it's hybrid model. And if you are working from home, we're checking in with people and we're, we're constant. And then actually taking those moments and enjoying those moments to come when you do come together and that, that it's okay to go out, to lunch again and to be sociable and all of those things that you start to learn about what what might be going on in the background you know that might be a flag or actually that someone just wants to share something positive or negative that's going on in their life besides work because let's be honest it is the majority of what we do in a working week and therefore it needs to be the best we can make it. I'm now going to hand over to Film and TV Charity to discuss with you how the whole picture of Toolkit has impacted your production on Glow Up. So I will hand over to you now. Thank you, Talia. Um, Just before we do, I just wanted to acknowledge what you were both saying, Mel and Kirsty. I was nodding really, you know, enthusiastically because A, Mel, I have lived that exact experience and I'm really sorry that you went through that but I know exactly what you mean about how things were normalized before this industry change. Kirsty, I completely agree about the flexibility. I was at a parents industry event just before COVID happened and there was a panel of producers and coordinators where everybody was saying that there was no way 
that a coordinator could work remotely or from home and look at where we are now. Some really incredible positives have come out of a very negative time. So I just wanted to acknowledge those two things. And with that, I'll segue into our first question. Why is mental health important to you and your work and the work that you do? I'll come to you, Mel, first. It's important to me because I think to to make the best program on screen, you need a happy team. And I wouldn't ever want to know that there was someone who was sitting amongst us that was in meetings, working really hard on the ground or sitting in an edit that wasn't or didn't feel like they were able to tell us exactly how they felt and felt stifled or felt like they needed to act in a different way. Because I think the lived in experience that I've had in the industry, but also now it is an open conversation that we're allowed to have. No one should be frightened. No one should think, oh God, am I not going to get that job if I tell them this? Or do you think they'd ever hire me again if I ask for a day off for this appointment? So I just think in an inclusive industry, which TV is, we need to be as inclusive as possible with our teams. And then you get the best out of people. When I heard about the toolkit, Kirsty and I were like, yeah, let's let's see what we can do. I get that. Thank you. And, and also, I guess, going back to what you'd said about your own experience, it's like, it's time for change, right? We can't normalise people being unwell or being stressed. You know, I think one of the yeah. things that came up a lot in the work that we were doing, some of the research is, you know, how common it was for people to obviously miss things like birthdays, but even funerals, you know, that deeply personal and important events. What about you, Kirsty? It slightly harks back to just something I just talked about. And it's about the fact that the majority of our life, our week is spent at work and therefore to try to make that as a positive, as, as stress-free as it can be, as supportive as it can be. And we all have our own individual personal challenges go on. But if work cannot add to that, for me, that's really important. I say to the teams quite often that I don't want anyone to have come into work with that sick feeling that they're dreading something and to really encourage them to talk, to resolve the problem. And that actually collectively that we can, you know, we can do that. So yeah, for me, it really is about, I want working life to be as really good as it can be. Thank you. Do you both remember how you heard about the toolkit or how it came onto your radar? It was introduced to Mel and I via the talent team at, at Water. And despite my real passion for positive mental health in the workplace, it was definitely met with a, a resounding, oh my gosh, what, what else have I got to do? Like, what else am I adding to my workload? Am I really going to be able to do this? And so that's, that's the honest truth. And I think anyone that might come to this would, would have that feeling. I think particularly in the, in the production management, there's so many systems and tools and things you've got to complete now in part of the production process. Actually, that, that didn't end up being the reality. I'm going to totally echo Kirsty, and I feel like a right old cow for saying it, but we we were at the very beginning of production and there was loads going on. I think we were half crude, half not, and we've got a brilliant talent team that we're really lucky to have at Waterwall. And they'd approached us and said that they were working with Toolkit and it was a piloting scheme. Could we just meet with you to talk about the system, how it could work, how we could implement it? So Kirsten and I looked at our diaries thinking, we, we knew it was important, obviously, but it's like, where are we going to squidge this in? And I am really glad that we did. Even hearing myself talk out loud, I do, I feel really bad saying it, 
but this is something that's got to change because actually it's just as important as crewing up. Mm-hmm. They should come hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, I'm really glad that kind of we did jump on this so early because it's another change that needs to happen. And it's that kind of unlearning old bad habits that I mm-hmm. talked about at the beginning. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that we that we were introduced to you. Well, I mean, first of all, thank you both for being so honest, uh, because it's it's important to be honest. You both know from when we met, and also big kudos to Hattie and Vicky, who are the two joint job chairs as well, which is worth mentioning. Head of talent at Wall to Wall, who had been in touch with me for a long time. But one thing that I I, I do remember us talking about. Productions are afraid, especially at the time that we were in, where, as you mentioned, we were dealing with COVID protocols and sustainability standards. Productions were afraid that there would be a lot of a lot more work to take on. So it's important to kind of stress that that is a normal feeling. But what I hope <laughs> has been your experience is actually that maybe it's not as overwhelming as it might kind of feel to begin with. So I guess. You have essentially answered how how did you feel about it because you were very honest about that. So could you tell me what the impact of using the whole picture toolkit was on your production? Yes, I would say that we didn't go from being a production that had masses of stress, lots of people overworking to, to nothing. Like Glow Up didn't end up being this perfect production where people didn't work hard the hours weren't long but at the same time what it what the toolkit gave us were some moments in time where we could be vocal about it and an awareness and we Mel and I spent a lot of time as a senior team chatting about actually being aware and being aware of what the pressures are on the program and how can we help improve them when do we need to make changes you know to the show as much as as we can so I suppose what I'd say is that yeah it wasn't it doesn't give you necessarily all the answers it's a kit of parts as it says it's a kit of parts that allowed us to dip into some of it and to um, use things that we thought would help on glow up like us chatting as a senior team about how do we manage people if they're stressed or if they've got long days or what can we do to benefit how do we deal with the use of tech like tech whatsapp talking to people and the language that people use and how people react to that yeah i think it had a, the um the parts that we took away had a real did have a positive impact the production as Kirsty said didn't completely overhaul and we still had those long hours and those exhausting early mornings mm-hmm. and the stresses that come with it a big kind of show but I do feel like there were moments that actually in the past that could have resulted in something a lot more kind of stressful and worry we'd navigated a bit earlier and I do feel like when we kind of reached filming people were in not in such a heightened state of stress because of what we'd put in practice beforehand what we realized is that from the top we needed to kind of set a message that trickled down through the team And so from starting that early on after our conversations with you, I think that really had a positive impact. I loved what you both said in the sense that it's not going to be something perfect at the end, but it is starting a conversation and it is starting to just think about things a little bit differently. And Mel, I I did want to say I I loved what you said about, you know, unlearning those ways of, of working because that does all kind of dovetail with 
just changing our attitude a little bit more. And, you know, the toolkit might not be applicable to or relevant to fully to the production that you're on. There might be sections that you don't need. And it's there, as, as you say, just for you to kind of dip in and out of. So, yes, I completely agree with that. And do you have any advice or tips that you think might be worth sharing with productions who might be thinking about, you know, the toolkit and are a little bit hesitant about implementing it on their production? So you were always very open with us and said, look, you don't you don't have to. But here's what we've got. It was a bit it feels a bit like a a pick and mix trolley where, oh, yeah, could we just take that? And we might be able to do that. I'm not going to over promise, but that might be there. And I think just their open relationships say, look, these are the tools that we've got that we could give you. I know some of them, for example, there was a, it was a letter. The well-being memo? The well-being memo that Kirsty had taken your draft and then tailored and reworked for us. And that's almost like half a job done and done brilliantly. And it saved so much time, but it had such a kind of huge, I think, positive impact on the team because it just... It set up our store from the very start when people arrived, a wellbeing memo came out and that cost nothing. Why would you not? I mean, I would say it could be as simple right now as just opening a conversation because for so many productions, that's not even happening. And so just by one single conversation, you dip into that toolkit. There are so many assets within the toolkit about how to talk about mental health. But actually one single conversation could change it for one single person. And actually in many respects, that can be enough. But actually there are so many other really simple things. To give you a couple of examples of what we, a few simple things that we did on Glow Up, we adopted that actually didn't um, take up a lot of time was making sure that on a call sheet, there was always um, the TV and film charity helpline. We were a studio-based show for a lot of it. So in key points around the studio there was the flyer that you can download from the toolkit literally download it print it put it around in just a couple of key places so there were simple things that we could just do along the way and then we had a midway check-in and we had an exit chat so it wasn't that there was masses of writing that we need to do so much of that hard work was generated from the toolkit itself so I think when you um kind of jump over that initial hurdle you feel like actually there isn't as much work as you think you've got to do but for me I would say one single conversation is a massive leap forward for any production thank you both so much for being so lovely I mean I think when we had our little debrief, I said, you know, I got quite emotional hearing you both. And I, I think it's because, you know, it's it feels so reassuring to, to hear this and firsthand experience of, you know, it's absolutely true. Just starting a conversation, as you say, is just so simple. In terms of other things that we kind of implemented and then that wellbeing memo, We took sections out of that and at the studio when we did a big briefing with all the team at the very beginning, as well as doing the health and safety and the COVID and the uh, welcome everybody, we also read pieces from the wellbeing memo. It It wasn't like it was a conversation that started at the beginning and was forgotten, it trickled through. Yeah, the importance of keeping that communication, isn't it? As opposed to it feeling like a box ticking exercise and therefore having that buy-in at the top is so important to kind of keep that going. And I guess this leads us really neatly to our final question, which is 
what have you learned from this experience? I'll come to you, Mel. I have learned that actually I'm enjoying what we're almost trying to preach because things do need to change. And as much as you think, oh, it's fine, I can stay up till 11 o'clock and I'll just rattle through my emails. You don't need to. And it was something that Kirsty and I had said at the beginning about kind of setting an example. Ideally, we said no one would send an email after kind of eight o'clock at night. I think it was meant to be 7.30, but sometimes it went to eight. Just because no one is really going to be able to action anything. Everybody's at home. You're working at home. Your computer's there. So if you see an email, you think, oh, I'll just quickly reply. And you shouldn't. And so actually, I if I did work late, I just saved them in drafts and they all went the next morning. And it was really refreshing because if I wasn't working late, I didn't get any emails. So I felt, whoa, and it was, it was a bit of freedom. And if I was working late, it was great because that was my decision. And it meant I didn't have loads of people replying. So you never actually get, get to catch up on anything. Yeah. And then something else that Kirsty implemented, fed back from a previous series, was the use of WhatsApp. Yeah, it was um, the thing of, about WhatsApp is that it's it can be so instantaneous. It's so responsive, but it's also about remember reminding people about their language on WhatsApp and how how people can interpret things and misinterpret. And also, we kind of said that if you're asking to do someone to do a piece of work for you, it it shouldn't be on a group WhatsApp because actually there's a chance that they'll miss that piece that request. And therefore that person is on, on the back foot. We were a massive advocate and Glow Up is a big WhatsApp user and, 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 and tech and things. But actually it was just thinking about what, what was its purpose and when was it appropriate to use it? Because actually when you're trying to track back and remember who has told you something, if you can't find it on your email, it's frustrating because actually it came on a, on a WhatsApp message. So it was just using it in the right time and right place. Those things. And actually I, I kind of, echo you know what Mel said in terms of just trying to manage your emails it's about I was making myself feel better because I was getting through my to-do list late into the evening but I wasn't thinking about what that was doing to someone else and I know how I feel if I happen to look at my phone at 10 30 at night just before I'm going to bed and someone sent me a message that doesn't resonate well with me then that's tracking on my mind as I try to go to sleep and so we've really tried to do that and I think like the next step for me is to slightly practice what I preach that I think we spoke about how I checked in with the production management team on a regular basis and actually it's making sure that that's going up the chain into it from a to a senior position as well um and so I think that's something I personally can continue to work on from some of the knowledge I've got from the from the toolkit along the way. Thank you. I love what you're both saying about boundaries. What I'm hearing is a lot around boundaries, which traditionally productions, we don't have any boundaries, do we? Especially around communication in that sense. And I can certainly relate to reading an email late at night. And certainly I know in stressful moments, read an email, as you were saying, you know, that didn't quite sit well with me or talked about something problematic and kept me awake all night, just the worry of it. So there's something really powerful there about boundaries. And I think well done and kudos to you both for, for doing that and bringing that also in to our personal lives, I think is, is, is very, very important. And I think there was something really powerful that Kirsty, you had said to me a while ago when we'd spoken about, it's very hard to go back 
had worked the way we were working before. Because once you change, how can you, it, I, I think you'd use something, uh, words along the lines and correct me if I'm wrong. It's almost meaningless to do all of this work to go back to our old habits. That's absolutely true. And I have to say, I've got an, the production exec at Waterfall. I look after multiple shows as well as Glow Up. And I have, to varying degrees, imparted knowledge from glow up and there have been you know everyone on every call sheet now there's always the team film charity helpline um sharing well-being members and so actually there have been a few things that I can um just impart really quickly there's a show at the moment where we have actually introduced the mental health risk assessment and so just trying where there have been moments or it's felt appropriate to expand on glow up but I think actually because it didn't feel like an onerous process And for me, it is fundamentally important that I would be doing any other production a disservice by not doing it, but that actually it just becomes a natural part of production rather than something that sits on the sidelines and is considered if it if it fits with what we're doing. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you both so much for your time. Thank you also for mentioning the support line. Don't forget to anyone listening that you can access the film and TV charity support line and services through our number 0800 054 0000 and through our website, of course. And you can access the toolkit by visiting www.wholepicturetoolkit.org.uk. A huge heartfelt thank you to you both for just talking to me today, taking time out of your busy schedules, talking about your experience, and also for all the great work that you're doing. Absolutely brilliant. So that's it for this special podcast. Many thanks to the film and TV charity and Wall to Wall. For more information on the Whole Picture Toolkit, you can visit wholepicturetoolkit.org.uk. And you can meet the film and TV charity team on the 11th and 12th of May 2022 at the Media Production Technology Show at stand U910 at the Olympia in London. Have a great day.